Yeah, you ever gone to to Walmart or, or something, and you just mm. really want those like triple double stuff Oreos, even though like you've been eating like crap lately, but they yes. just sound so good. And then you this get is, there and they're out of stock, and you just want to die. This sounds like a, a story from college. But then you but then you get home <laughs> and you're like, you know what? It feels so much better without eating all those Oreos. Mm. And you realize maybe it was God's will for you not to have Oreos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> personally, I was like, I either either my heart feels like crap not coming home with Oreos, or my intestines feel like crap coming home with the Oreos. So either way, it's a lose lose, or a win win, or a win lose. Oh, a win win lose lose. Win win win. Uh, win lose. lose win lose. God wins. God wins. <laughs> We lose. (laughs) (laughs) You've got the dummies, Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. Believe it or not, that actually happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> My wife went to the store to get some Oreos for for uh, our small group uh, ice cream bar, and they were out of double stuff. Jeez. And not gonna lie, worst, I was kind honestly. of disappointed. That is actually pretty disappointing. Like that's the type of that's the type of thing you need at those little get-togethers. Yeah, it was uh, our our small group was not a not a blessed small group last night. Anyway. <laughs> It's true. What are you? What are you going to fellowship over? Yeah, exactly. Wa- exactly. Water? That's boring. You're supposed to be unhealthy at small group. Exactly. And all we had was brownies and ice cream without it, so it was terrible. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so we've got a question, uh, listener question today from Kyle that wants to talk about God's plan for our lives. His, his question is: Is there a difference between God's plan for our lives and uh, as opposed to Him calling us to do something? How do we balance waiting for his direction and action on our behalf? So uh, I, from, from what he's saying there, I think uh, what he's going for is that, you know, God has a plan for our lives, whether we take part in it or not. You know, he's got a plan for everything that happens on this planet, but he also actively calls us to do something and wants us to respond to him. Not not just part of you know his plan for our lives and like the way it plays out, but more of an active calling where we are supposed to respond uh, appropriately. And how do we how do we balance uh, waiting for that direction and, and action on what we think he might be calling us to or what his plan for our lives might be? And then how like, how how do we how do we imp- his last part of his question essentially says like how do we implement action without being mm-hmm. certain of what his what his plan for our life is or what his calling for our life is. So when I when I when I look at this question, you know, God God's plan for our our life, there there's nothing we're going to do. Well, there's nothing we're going to do to change anything because God is sovereign. That doesn't mean we don't have free will, but God is in control of every aspect of our lives. When when we talk about just God's plan, you know, I I think we you can even put that down to something as small as you, you blew a tire. You know, you, it, I, there's a lot of famous stories from 9/11 about people that were late to work for random little like bakery ran out of donuts, missed the subway kind of thing, and because of that, they um they survived and didn't even make it to the twin towers before the uh 
before the uh, planes hit. And, you know, that's not an act of God calling us to do something. That's just his plan for, for our lives is, is, you know, even just the littlest things, even the littlest inconveniences can completely change everything. I think there's, so there's, there's that aspect of his plan, but there's obviously he calls us to, to do stuff, whether that's big and monumental on, you know, moving to Africa and evangelizing to the mud hut tribes or whether mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, buying a meal for your neighbor who, you know, is going through a financial struggle. There's a difference yeah. there between like just the way our lives play out and him actively calling us to do something. So like when I look at like plan and will and kind of like along with what, what you were saying, I see plan as very much what it's more, it's more of a relational idea between like us as humans, as the world, as the universe, as his creation in relation to who God is, right? Sure. So that's where the plan's going to come in place. I won't like repeat the stuff that you said because I think it's spot on. The will, I think there's a lot, there's like a lot of similarities and a lot of overlap between that will and plan, but I think will is solely related to God. That's not that we can't have like we can learn a ton from his will. We can interact with his will and his will can have a deep impact on his plan for us. But his will in the end is like, like his plan is that we make disciples of all nations. His will is, um, say we take the, or yeah, take the 10 commandments or the, or the beatitudes and like his implementation of the commandments, like the commandments slash the Beatitudes when Jesus elaborates on it are an extension of his will, of his character but also on the back end of that there is something very much that we have to do in order to um, become more like, because the whole point is that we become more like Christ, right? So like his will is, even though I, the way I see it is solely focused on God that still has a deep impact on who we are. Does that make sense? Is yeah. That, am I communicating so that well? So, so it's like, a, it, it's a, it's a, rev, it's revelatory in nature. It's revealing. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's very, it's, I don't want to, I don't think manifestation is the right word, but it's an kind of a manifestation of God's nature. Right. So like to quick caveat, I think what even like the questions asking is more of like, how do you recognize calling and how do you recognize yeah. like, when I, like I'm waiting on I'm waiting on my couch to explode and go do something for the glory of God, I'm waiting for that calling, and I think that's like that's the heart of it, which is a great question. Yeah. But I think oftentimes, again, I've I've listened to so many of like, or <laughs> going back and listening to our podcast, I do this a lot where I almost like conclude in the first five minutes. But, <laughs> um, but I think we missed. I think in the end we missed the point because we're waiting for like the calling. But we don't understand that that's like there. We don't set. We we kind of put calling almost at the same level in our understanding as like plan and will. And even me and you were talking kind of off beforehand. And I was like, okay, where is like revelation come into this? Because I think there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. I think you've got to put plan and will at the very top of that and understand that that is something that is for one completely controlled by God. And it's almost like in tears where the will is like where we're understanding God. The plan is now like how is that implemented into creation? And now it's the calling where we're now getting into like the individual aspect of what we are to be doing as us singular to God in response to. creation. Yeah. And I think, I think you hit it great there with the, um, that God's plan. I wish 
I said will, I forgot will that, to plan to calling basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that like God's will is kind of a, kind of a manifestation of His nature. His plan mm-hmm. is a manifestation of His will, and then His calling on our life is a manifestation of part of His plan. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, I think uh, it's not that changes anything, but it's also important because I think there's revealing in each of those yes, levels. Yeah, like that transferring is the revelation, if you will, of you know that process. Yeah, I think it, you hit the nail on the head with His plan is how His will pours out mm-hmm. in creation and because it's in creation it includes you know sin and everything and not not that he's planning us to sin but his plan yeah. works out through our sin and, you know like when you think of you know david you know the mm-hmm. had, had he not the whole bathsheba account solomon would right. have been born and then yeah and you know solomon goes down the line to the, the is the part of the lineage of jesus and right. so, he, you know, he works within, I guess that's a better way of saying it. He works within our sinful world. And, um, like, even within that, like, we so often we try to put it in our box, which, I mean, that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to bring it down to simple terms. We're going to try to relate it to things that are familiar so we can try to understand it. But, for one, God's way of thinking isn't our way of thinking. And so, like, yeah. just, it's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but even his will, like, I mean, the Ten Commandments, when you start breaking some of those things apart, like, it's brutal. Moses like, it did that. Is, Moses did do it. <laughs> and, uh, and so, like, you, like, it's Come on, that was a good moment, joke. But it was. It was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. We got to take a pause. Take a... Um, but, like, his will, in one essence, is obviously beautiful. It's obviously perfect. But when you try to simple it down and, like, what that actually means, yeah. it's brutal. It's awful. Exactly. You, then you go down to his plan. And I think so often we're like, because we think in very much like step-by-step manner. So it's like, oh, God's plan for my life. So, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to go get married. I'm going to have kids or whatever that might end up looking like. Yeah. I think God's plan is that we follow his will, that we go out into the world, that we make those disciples, that we um, become a part of the church, that we grow in him, that we grow with each other. But also a part of that plan and the brutal part of it is that you throw this element of sin that you throw this element of evil you throw this element that we are at war and his plan like take a job or you take a david like in his plan there is the element that of sin that he is like i want to take broken and make it better that's the whole right. point of him sending jesus you know if we didn't have that risk involved in it we wouldn't out there would be no need for jesus to come there would be no sin to deal with whatnot and then it gets to our calling which directly relates to our plan, and here we are again sitting. Even if we understand the plan, so many of us, you know, even the quote-unquote best of us that, that I know, that I've talked to, yeah. that are really good at understanding these things, they're still caught into that sitting there like, what's my next step? When you're already living it, you're already living out your calling, then of course there will there are moments that the Lord comes and is like, he takes up Paul slash Saul, and is like, all right, you're going to be, you know, potentially my greatest apostle here going from killing believers, which again, part of that plan, somehow we have to come to grips with the fact that in God's plan, somehow was Saul killing Christians. And that became Paul, the apostle leading the church. Yeah. You know? So that was yeah. a quick little rabbit trail that I think just was important. No, I think that was a great, uh, you know, theological uh, view of of this question but honing it more into the act like the mm-hmm. question as it's being asked there's there's two ways of of looking at, at god's calling and how he asked this question and the first one being i'm sitting here saying what's god's will for my or what's god's pl- what's 
Wow. Now I got all the terms <laughs> mixed up. <laughs> I can sit here, you know, like you were saying, sit on my couch saying, well, what's God calling me to do in my life? And I think mm-hmm. the, the easy answer to that is go do something. And yeah, if, absolutely. If, if that's, if, if what you're doing is not God's calling on your life or, or his plan for your life or whatever, then he will let you know that. But if we mm-hmm. sit around and do nothing, it's it's kind of like the some churches get so caught up in the vision that they're always talking about what's their vision, but they never actually do anything to mm-hmm. complete the vision. Yeah. It, it's it's that same kind of concept. Now I I know Kyle, so I know I know the context he's asking, and his question is more looking at this for or from the perspective of I think God is calling me to do X. Mm-hmm. What do I do in the meantime while I'm trying to decide? First off, is he calling me to do X? And is he calling yeah. me to do X right now? Mm-hmm. If I think God is calling me to be a missionary to Africa, am I doing everything I can towards that aim? You know, is the, the money I'm taking in, is it being put aside for that? Is Am I preparing maybe myself theologically for where I think I'm going? You know, like what their beliefs are there, what their main religions are there. Am I preparing for that, even if it's not going to happen or even if we're talking 20 years away and i think if we're if we're not acting in that way either one we're acting wrongly we're we're not responding to god's call yeah or potentially he's not calling us to that yeah and i i i I think that depends on your situation and your your theological dispositions on are you are, are, are you responding to god's calling or are you so unsure that you're not even doing really anything at this point and there is, I think there's also something to say that there is grace in that also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are legitimately sitting there having no clue what to do, the Lord's not going to sit you in limbo. He may intentionally keep you in that spot for a little bit, because maybe you've got, there's a couple of different doors open, like there's stuff that makes sense. Like, you're feeling a pull towards something, but something else makes sense, and you were legitimately like, I could flip a coin, and I think I'd probably make the right decision. Yeah. Like, if you're that, in that much in a bind... I don't think the Lord's going to leave you out to dry. But I think there's a couple of super important things to think about. Is one, do you have a community around you who also know you and are able to like speak into it? They might be not be able to speak to a certain situation, but they're like, I see this in you. Um, I think you're really strong in these areas. You know, something is easy. It doesn't have to be like necessarily like, you know, you don't have to make it all Christian either. You just be like, you as a person, this yeah. is what I see in you. Um and so I think sometimes we get tied up in that. But I think there are the majority, this is not be a stretch to say, but this is at least in my own like sphere that I have seen and from like the kind of testimony after the fact that I've heard from people. Most people, they have a drawing towards something and they're unsure because they're scared or they're unsure because yeah. they feel inadequate or yeah. they're unsure because it will be hard. I think we've all really been there. Do, and they really do a lot of that. They have something good going on. You know, it's not yeah. like they're getting pulled out of something almost a little bit in their stride, a little bit premature, or they're actually, they're just good there, you know, or they've got a, you know, they could move on, but they got a family that they've got kids in middle school, high school, whatever. It's like, we don't want to pull them out of that. Um, but I think there is, there's that element of being willing to take the risk and then also recognize like kind of like what we're talking about, like recognize when something is more of a selfish nature versus, okay, this really, this opportunity is kind of screaming in my face. You know, yeah. and I think at some at some point there is that you know that I don't know the the tip of momentum or however you want to say it where the the scales the scale ends up tipping. That's what I'm trying to say. The scale tips, you know, heavy to one side, 
and you go with it. You know, and sometimes things yeah. don't work out how you think it is. Rarely does it ever work out that we, the way we think it is. I think that's the, also the biggest thing is keep our expectations realistic to, and by realistic, I mean not our own expectations. Try to look at what's the Lord going to use me for and be right. open to whatever might come. Right. I think going along with what you were saying about how there, you know, there is grace if we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Beyond that even, you know, God is sovereign and you know the bible says no the plans or no man can thwart his plans or no plan of man can thwart god's will or something something like that um so the, that's the benny graver translation right there uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot a lot of the benny's and jj translations in this one <laughs> still better than the message anyway uh <laughs> amen a freaking man and it's free it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my word. <laughs> Till we offer our subscription plans. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> looking forward to that. Um, there's, you know, God gives us freedom to, to make decisions. And not every yeah. decision we make is a matter of God is telling us actively mm-hmm. to go here or go there or do this or do that. That doesn't mean that there's a not a right and a wrong answer. Um, well, we also, we also get the very... Uh, uh, we get the great opportunity to look at our world in scripture through God's eyes, you know? So I think sometimes we lose a little bit of like the human factor that these people are going through, yeah. you know, and like the real reality struggle. Cause you pretty much go into almost every situation knowing what said person needed to do, you right. know, or at least what the point of it was. Like when you, when you look in the Bible after, after Moses kills the Egyptian, he is not called to stay in Egypt. He's not called mm-hmm. to flee, but he does flee. Whether that's the right or wrong answer is, is not the point. The point is that he ju- he just made a decision. Now he ends up coming back, and God works out his plan. But we have we have those times in life. I think some, I, and I, I can fall too far on the other side where it's like I just make a decision, and because I don't really need to pray about it, because it's just a small decision. But I think at the same time, one like when you pray about it, sometimes they're like God doesn't give you an active answer, and you. You just have to make a decision like that. He has given us that that freedom in our will. Like, I mean, even something as simple as what do I want off the menu at McDonald's? You know, it, it's just a decision we make in our lives. We don't um, even even the big decisions. Sometimes uh, God doesn't give us an answer. You know, and I mean, right. you're you're in the military. Me being a military spouse, like <laughs> a lot of decisions the Air Force makes, you know, for you, like you might have a little bit of a say in some sense or another. But I mean, like right now, you're sitting in Oklahoma recording this instead of your home in Charleston because mm-hmm. the Air Force made you go to Oklahoma this month, you know. Mm-hmm. So like there's there's a matter there of uh, God isn't always actively giving us an answer as to what he wants us to do in our lives, because sometimes we just have to figure that out by making a decision and seeing if it was right or wrong. Or maybe there, there wasn't a right or wrong. It's just a neutral answer. Yeah. And like, to your point, I think we see a lot more in like the new Testament also with like when the church really starts getting going and even like Paul comes back to talk to the church, yeah. you know, and they're trying to figure out what to do. Like God's not telling them what to do. Like they're trying yeah. to figure out what to do. Um, Paul and Barnum is splitting up. I'm sure both of them had legitimate, you know, good reasons for doing what they wanted to do, you know? And they were like, you know what? Our ministry um, paths aren't aligning right now. I mean, you go do our thing. And then even like, actually maybe even more along what you're saying, like the, when Paul was stoned, was it Antioch where he's stoned and then thrown out and then goes back into town, wherever, wherever it was, but like even something like that, like 
I think he honestly probably would have been within his right. Realistically, like, you just got freaking beat up almost to the point of death. Like, I think you'd be well within your right to, like, all right, I'm going on to the next place. Or even even to take a break. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, just like, all right, I'm, I need to recover. Go take it. I'll go sleep, you know, and get some, get some meds in me. Go heal the broken face that just got, you know, got caved in. But instead, like, goes in, you know. Like, even in that, like, I think a lot of that... I think we discount the spirit sometimes. Yeah. Um, because there is, I think there is in our time and age and the way that we kind of handle ministry and the, the way our, just they see kind of our lives going. There is a lot of like, it seems like the Lord really tries to teach us a lot about patience and a lot about trust. And that's like, that's tough. That's a hard battle. That's a hard thing to go with. Um, whereas somewhere like we've talked about, you go to the Middle East and you've got people who are doing day to day decisions that it's a little more easier to understand what you need to do and not do and what your quote-unquote calling might be. Um, but even to that extent, just the last little tidbit, I think you can add, add on to it, but I think a lot of times we look at, we overlook like small things every day. Mm-hmm. Even like what's our calling as far as like living as a person against sin. Yeah. That in and of itself is a calling to live after the Lord. Right. I think even something as easy as that, you know, is easily overlooked we try to we go way too big picture sometimes well i think even in that like some sometimes god's answer for us is in the like just in the logic you know if we're if yeah. we're trying to decide hey do i send my kids to public school or private school well you, obviously you pray about it that should be always be your starting point but something mm-hmm. like simple like like i mean that's not necessarily simple but that's not like a should i go to africa kind of thing you know that's a right. do i send them here or do i send them here um, you know, you, you may you make your your pros and cons of of what's good and what's bad, and not just what's you know maybe good immediately, but like what's what's good for a you know looking a decade out. What's good looking twenty years out? Is it going to help them to be at or even homeschool? Maybe you know mm-hmm. um, what's going to be the best for them, not just in August, but in August of twenty thirty. You know, and and look at that. And and sometimes there's not an answer there. Sometimes it's just what is what is best for your child. What is best mm-hmm. for your family? You know, um, you know, even taking in maybe like maybe you just don't have the money to do it, and so your answer is public school. You know, and and that that's not to say that that's the way we always should look at anything, because sometimes God calls us to do the exact opposite thing of what seems like the best idea. And I'm just I'm just gonna go back to Jonah. the The logical thing is not to go into the epicenter of evil in his time yeah. and say yeah. turn from your evil ways. I mean. Like th- yeah. there's nothing that sounds like a great idea about that, but that's what God called him to do. But other yeah. times it's, it's just a matter of logic. Like, that's how God speaks to us. We don't always need this burning bush experience. We always want that. But like you said, we often overlook smallest. We overlook the biggest things sometimes where, you know, God is giving us the answer. We just, mm. we just won't yeah. accept it because we, th- we quote thought of it. You know, we, 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 we weighed the options and this one is the, is the best option. Sometimes that that's how he gives us his answers. He works in mysterious ways, but I think we spend, we spend too much time saying, what is God's calling on my life? What is God's plan? Even going up to what is God's will with that whole um, stair step we started off with instead of just recognizing that God is sovereign. And sometimes we just need to make a decision. And if it's the wrong decision, you better believe he's going to let you know what, and yeah, that might that might suck. That might be a really bad come to Jesus moment. But honestly, is it going to be necessarily a lot better if you just sit and 
stay flatlining in your faith, in your actions, because you're using the excuse of, I don't know what God wants me to do. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to be better to do what you think God is calling you to do, or even just what you think is the best idea than to sit there and say, well, I'm going to pray about it for the next 64 years. And when God finally gives me an answer, then I'll go do something. There's, like, we should be, we should be uncomfortable. I don't see anywhere in scripture where we like, we are comfortable and we're told it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm not saying, you know, we can't have our, you know, I've seen things. Some of us are called to have the nice white picket fence place, but to put our flag in that sphere of influence and take advantage of it, you know? Um, but along like with what you're saying, I think that was huge of, um, I think we're, we, we overthink it so much. But then a lot, like so often, it's like, well, I've prayed about it, but that's the extent. And they're uh, they're thinking yeah. God's going to do something big. They're thinking God's going to do the work. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, God's given you all the tools to figure this out. Like, you need to learn more about yourself. You need to do, like, you need to figure out, like, what are your gifts? Like, what are you good at? Like, what makes sense if God is telling you? I mean, you not saying that always the Lord t- gives us or it sends us to do things that are within like what we're really strong in a lot of times is the yeah. opposite, but like you can do your homework. Like we don't just study our Bible just to study it, right. you know, just to be like, I think that's where a lot of times we get that, that checklist mentality of like, we're studying scripture to be prepared for what's coming. We study right. scripture right. to better, to better know Jesus, of course, to even better know ourselves. Like, I think that's a big part of it too. But I think the biggest part of it is like, he's given us this blueprint for how he wants the world to work. Right. So we got to study it. We got to like, we got to dig into it deep because when the time comes, like, I think that's part of it. I think people miss the message and the Lord's going to teach them a lesson for it because they haven't had the right mentality on what it is to prepare. And I think that, I think we have a lot of people, myself included, I think I've lost some opportunities. Absolutely. Um, whether it's day to day or in like, you know, big picture stuff mm-hmm. because my, I was not prepared enough for when that time came, you know? Right. Um, But in the same time, going back all the way to the start, that's where grace comes in. Like, it's never going to be like a, you know, smack across the face. It's going to be a, okay, like, you missed, we missed this opportunity, but look at the opportunities that we have now. You know, okay, we didn't do great with this one. You know, you kind of looked at the door and you closed it yourself. Not sure why you did that. But hey, we got some other doors. Like, I'm not done with you. I'm never going to be done with you. You know, and sometimes we go hard, hard charging straight through that door. And it's like, oh, maybe that wasn't quite what it was or this wasn't what I thought it would look like. But I think no matter what, if you enter, if you enter into the next day, like that whole point of, you know, like a classic Beatitudes Jesus moment of uh, like trust Jesus, like live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Like look at the birds of the air, how they um you know, they're not looking weeks and months ahead of time to look for their food. They're, they're living on every meal at every moment. And in some sense, we prepare ahead of time, but we live by day, by the yeah. hour, by Jesus, by every breath that comes from the mouth of the Lord. You know, that's that's how we live and we prepare well for this whole idea of calling. Right. And as when, when Jesus gives the Great Commission, um, this is a point that every pastor always makes when they preach the Great Commission, is that the main verb of the Great Commission is make. Make disciples. Mm-hmm. The, 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 uh, the verb go is, is a participle. So it's, it's essentially meaning as you go, make disciples of all nations. And so it's, it's presupposing 
that we're going. And yeah. so that that shouldn't be our question. Our, our, we should be going. And that, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean literally go across the planet. That no. means as, as you go, as you go about your day-to-day life, as you go about thinking about what your future holds, as you go making decisions for your family, as you go speaking to the person at the, behind the cash register at the gas station, make disciples of all nations. And so if we're, if we're sitting around waiting, the next text message, yeah, you know, that, that could have a huge impact on someone depending on what it exactly. is. Exactly. And if, if we're sitting around, if we're sitting stagnant saying, I, I will go when God t- tells me to go, he has already told you to go. He's already, mm-hmm. the, the assumption is that you are going. There is yeah. no, there is no will go. There is no gone. There's mm. going. He knows the decisions that we're going to make. He know uh, his plan and his calling on our life takes takes those into consideration. So if he tells us to go right and we go left, that doesn't mean his his plan and his calling on our lives is null and void and now gone. It means that he he, he wanted us to go right, but he knew we were going to go left. And then that's uh, that's the story of the gospel that you know mm. he told Adam and Eve to go right, and they didn't go left. They like cartwheeled backwards off a cliff, and then dug a hole and. Put themselves in and dug it on through the dirt on top of them. <laughs> exactly. And but then, you know, God doesn't just turn his back. He no. he immediately sets forth right away in the Garden of Eden before he even kicks them out, the plan of redemption that comes yeah. through Jesus. And so uh, I I think we we gotta look at it like that, that you we just gotta be going. And you know, we're gonna make mistakes and not even necessarily sinful mistakes, just mistakes that were not the right decision to make logically even or even yeah. just could have made a smarter decision is kind of dumb whatever but mm-hmm. if we're if we're sitting stagnant then we're already not fulfilling god's calling on our life no matter what it may be yeah and going back to like the whole will and plan idea i think so often we get all uptight because somewhere inside of us i think there's a little humility lesson to learn that mm-hmm. god's already won like we have the story like the story's done like we know who wins yeah like god's gonna be fine <laughs> you know and it's like oh no i don't want to fail you guys it's like what are you talking about bro like if anything this is for you to be a part of like i could do all this on my own like i could i can have all the glory i want in a whole different way this is the way i chose this is what i thought was the best way or how i what i know was the best way and i'm letting you be a part of it yeah and i think that in some ways should ease a little bit that the gospel even though it's for like for us, I don't think that was again never really about us. It's about yeah. Jesus. It's about God. Yeah. Um. And I think we we miss that every we miss that every day. Like I would I would firmly put my flag in the fact that every single person through our history has missed the point of the gospel every single day. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, we're we're so narcissistic. Like, what what can God use me for to like change the course of history? It's like, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get over yourself. Been written. Yeah, exactly. Like myself yeah. included. It's like, dude, like God's in control. Like I could go, I could walk downstairs, purposely snap my neck and die. And like, it's not going to ruin humanity. <laughs> and outside of it, it might ruin outs- our subscriber base, but like, it's not going to ruin humanity. <laughs> <laughs> but even with that, like we, we want to be this huge hotshot Christian and I'm sitting here like, okay, all the hotshot Christians like all their lows were miles worse than their best highs. 
You yeah. know, <laughs> every single believer in scripture, like you see them at their worst and their best is always like, oh, look at what God did. You know, it's like, yeah. well, shoot, do I really want to be that person? Like, that's kind of that kind of sucks. <laughs> Well, hopefully, Kyle, we gave your your question justice and uh, gave you at least uh, uh, something to go on there. Uh, keep writing us in questions. We love love getting questions, comments. Uh, share this podcast with with others. We'd love to love to get more listeners, more questions coming in. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Go forward. Do good. As you go. <laughs> As one does. As they are. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll catch you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom. 